Here we are, Season 1, Episode 9, You're Next. If this is your first time tuning in, I'm Dr. Jim Narr with Troy Garrett. Uh, What's up? Slightly older guy, Caucasian. Slightly. Slightly. Uh, talking to a uh, very awesome, talented, and very brilliant young uh, black American as we talk about different issues that the church confronts today, whether it's race, oppression, whether it's misunderstandings, whether it's broken systems, whether it's just trying to work through ideas and such. But here we are, and uh, we got one more we're going to do this season to wrap up 10 episodes, and the 10th episode is just going to be whimsical and maybe non, um, non, uh, what, non, non, I wanted to say something really intelligently cool there, and I just completely lost it. So we'll leave it with whimsical. Yes. Okay. And uh, today, well, last episode, if you haven't listened, you, you, you will, you should. But anyways, the last episode, Communicating with God, today, I think piggybacks on that, because uh, today we're going to, well, la- let me just start with this. Last episode, as Troy was suggesting that he doesn't really hear God when he tries to pray to God. And I will say this real quick. I am very nervous about the topic that he is going to say today because he did not inform me of it prior to this recording. So he knows what I'm going to say is going to be extremely raw. Okay, good. That's the way it should be. So last episode when Troy was like, oh, I don't really hear from God when I pray. And then that afternoon he stumbles across a song that he can't get out of his head, and it's all about um, just uh, describing names of, of of our of our Lord and Savior and who God is. And he began to sing it over and over again as he got a hold of me later and began to break down in tears as he realized that um, all he needed was just um, was just God the Father and uh, Jesus and the Holy Spirit and and how much that was what he needed. So the song uh, just talking about who God is. He heard God speak to him about who God was. So we we debunked the idea that he couldn't hear from God. So, Troy, yes, you can hear from God. I never said I couldn't. Okay. I said I struggle. Well, good. Now you found a way that you can and get I will say, better. Oh, real quick. Real quick. <laughs> I set you up. Real quick. I will say this, though. I set it's you up. It's not just... I will say I have trouble hearing him when it comes to me asking him specific questions. Okay, so they need to listen to episode eight and leave it there. Because as we piggyback off eight into today's episode, we get to talk about something that Troy wants to talk about, which is just really, who's Jesus? I mean, who is he to you? I mean, who who is he? And, um, and just what's it all about? Because he... I have an evolving, growing uh, perspective of Jesus that I didn't have when I was younger, but he's just as important, and he's just as much everything to me as I was when I'm younger. It's just my perspective has changed on the matter. So who's going first, Troy? You are. I am? Duh. I am? I'm not, I'm not going to be in the hot seat first. Well, tell me about that song. What? Because that's so that's song, what led to this whole new it, it conversation was, that you brought was, up. You was. said, I don't know what he's going to pick, and yet that's the topic you said you wanted to talk about. So the song is Names by Elevation. It's off their newest album called The Old Church Basement. It's their mashup with 
Maverick City. And Dr. Nye, Dr. Nye, Dr. Nar and I. Jim. Jim. Dr. Jim or doc, you're saying just Jim. Jim's fine. Just Doctor's Jim? good in the intro. After that, who cares? Uh, just Jim. Okay. Uh, so Jim and I were talking about worship in church and what's the focus of it. And too often in songs, we are still the focus. A lot of our songs nowadays start with I or me, my. Um, but this song, it starts off with you talking to talking about God. And that sets the the stage for the rest of the song. I remember I was listening to a song. And I won't say the name because people will probably like it. And I just have a different take on it. It. It comes from Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. But it started off with saying, I shall not want. Like the song starts with, I do not want. And I think that's different from Psalms 23. It sounds the same, but Psalms 23 starts off with, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And it... I mean, it may be semantics, but I think there's something to it when you start off with God. And while I'm trying to figure out how to hear from God and God, like what's what's going on, um, I get lost in the specificity of my questions. And then in the bridge of this song that I'm singing all day, the bridge says, your names say it all. They say it all. I stand in awe of you. And then in the chorus of the song, it says he's everlasting father, prince of peace, Emmanuel, God with us. You are here with me, a wonderful counselor. The government is resting on your shoulders. And those are just a little bit of the words. I mean, the little bit of the names that uh, we can reference when we're talking about God. And so when the bridge says your name, say it all. Like when you think of you could just pick one of his names, like Emmanuel. It literally means he's with us. In the flesh. And it's like your name says it all. Like because at the end of the day, when I'm asking him questions, it's really me trying to figure out, God, can I trust you? And it's Emmanuel means God is with me. So no matter what's going on, just his name explains it all. His name is what he is. Um, and hopefully I'm not hopefully I'm not rambling. But it's just easy. You can get you can get caught up in his names really easily, like Jehovah Jireh. I'm worried about a whole bunch of other things, and it's no, I am your provider. Um, like Prince of Peace. I don't. There's sometimes where I can feel like 
there's a lot of weight on my shoulders. And he's like, well, no, let me give you peace. Like, I am in, like, prince of peace. Like, I control peace. Let me give you peace. Um, and so when to answer the question of who is Jesus to me, he's literally his names. And there are just so many names of God, including Jesus in Scripture, that even go, I mean, that's a great song, and the lyrics are great, and yet there's there's... So many more. Yeah, light of the world. I mean, uh, um, he's the redeemer. Um, He's my refuge, my hiding place, the vine. I like that one. He's the vine. The cool part is we're the branches. He's the vine. In other words, we talked about relationships, but go even further, all of our relationships go through him, if you think about it that way. If If he's the vine and we're the branches... That's kind of cool that all our relationships go through him. The problem is some people don't tap into Jesus. And, of course, they don't recognize that, 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 that the vine is nourishment to them as a branch and that all our relationships are intertwined um, to him. I mean, he's, he's the son of righteousness. Um, just so many rows of Sharon. I used to love that growing up when hearing that. Um, just all the different names that... that, that that we can think of, he um, he's the potentate, the Messiah, the mighty God. Um, he's life, just plain life. And when we start thinking of these words, he's 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 God says, "I am." Okay, I am. That's like statement done. He's a good shepherd. Um, he, he's he's a gift of God. Jesus is. He's the gate for the sheep. It says in the Bible. Um, what are all these, do we grasp all these dimensions of who we are? And I think sometimes, um, um, we, we lose sight of that's who we are. That's who he is for everybody, whether people recognize it or not. And I hope that we find ways to help people recognize it. Here, another good one. He's the alpha and omega. That means he is the very beginning of everything. And guess what? He's the end of everything. I mean, he's the carpenter. Okay, by trade, he's a carpenter, but spiritually, he's still the builder of our house. That's pretty cool if we let him be the carpenter. Um, Hebrews says he's author and perfecter of our faith. Um, So only he can make our faith better. (laughs) Only we can't work on our faith. He's the perfecter of it. So the more we turn our eyes to him, oh, that one rocked you just now? I was I was talking with a friend last night about about God and it we had to get into the attributes of God and I think I think the one thing the devil tries to do the most is or this may be his only tact this may be his only goal and it's just to separate us from God. And so, like, say we mess up. He wants to keep us in the mindset of my actions are what gets me to God. And so think about, like, the author and finisher of our faith. It says it's the Bible also says it's impossible. Like, without faith, it's it's impossible to please God. Is that how it's, how does that go? 
Mm-hmm. You're in the right area. But how does that verse actually say? What is that? You're saying it well enough. Okay. And to put those two verses together, it's like without faith, without faith, it's impossible to please God. But then we only get faith from him. And so it's 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 one of those mind trippy things. It's one it's one of those things where you can't wrap your head around it. It's I need faith to please God, but he's the one that gives me the faith to please him. And so and it's it's crazy to me. It's so Right. And that's why in that verse is in Hebrews that without faith it's impossible to please God. Um, because anyone who comes to him uh, must believe that he exists. So when you but, but, when you read it in its entirety, is, you have to believe he exists. That's the first step of faith. So it goes back to what we've talked about with communicating to God. So let me let me unwind this real quick. So if that verse says, without faith, it's impossible to please God, that's in Hebrews 11. And it says, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Okay. And then you and then you tie in the idea that 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 Jesus is the author and perfecter of our faith. Well, if it's by faith that I um, please God, that I have to have to um, know that He exists, and we go to the, what we say said in the last podcast, God initiates all communication with us. The question is, do we recognize it and respond? So when we say believe that He exists, th- that's when we respond, recognize that He is actually trying to reach us, communicate with us, be a part of our life, and then that's our response to him. So without faith, but but the faith comes from God in that he's already trying to reach us. He's already trying to trying to communicate with us. We just had a um blessing of the bikes at uh our our church here a week ago on a Saturday. And uh, it was it was very well attended. And uh, a couple of a couple of riders came in a little bit um, late, and uh, we had to help them catch up to the pack. Uh, but they don't go to church. But I know just in the general conversations of who they were um, that that the one was invited. He said, "Yeah, I believe in God. I just don't go to church. I'm not into all that, you know, church stuff and, and organization and politics." Um, but but long story short, and and we accepted him just the way he was, and we didn't you know correct his behavior. We didn't try to tell him to do do or not do something. But um, long story short, um, he after it was all over, he he responded to to one of um, our our family here that, uh, you know, he really enjoyed his time hanging out with us. He felt welcomed. He felt like uh, if he ever was to go to a place called church, it would be here or something like here. And so the reality is, is he did him coming to the blessing of the bikes. Okay. We put a flyer up and we, we advertised it. But the reality is a lot of people saw the flyer and didn't come, but he saw the flyer and did. So was he responding to our flyer or was he responding to God getting his attention? And I tend to think that he was responding to God and probably God's been trying to get his attention in different ways. And at that moment, at that time, however, he heard about blessing of the bikes, God got through to him. 
and he showed up and he had a great time and he and we and we even prayed together and he thoroughly enjoyed himself so he so so by faith he he took a step to communicate with God through an event called blessing of the bikes but that faith does come from Jesus the author 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 uh, and next comes the perfecter. So now I can't grow that faith in him. I got to trust that Jesus will be the perfecter. But but yeah, I'm very comfortable that he simply responded. And that's to me why it's impossible to please God without faith. But our faith comes from that source in the first place. So God's out there, in my opinion, already waving the flag around. You don't get a better flag being waved around than than I sent my son to die on the cross because I love you that much. So, so as we talk about Jesus, what did Jesus do? Jesus constantly, who's Jesus to me? I told you it's evolving. I fell in love with Jesus when I was young. Thank you, Jesus, for loving me. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you for forgiving me of my sins. Thank you, Jesus, that because of you, I don't go to hell and burn in eternity. Thank you, Jesus, I get to go to heaven. Thank you, Jesus, I have eternal life. But as I've grown and matured, what has Jesus become to me? I've taken greater depth in John 3, not just 3.16, but keep on reading. When Jesus, we all know John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, whoever believes him not perish uh have everlasting life and people stop but 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 17 goes on to say for god did not send the son of the world to condemn the world but the world uh, save the world through him whoever believes in him is not convent con- condemned but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because he's not believed in the name of god's son and only son this is the verdict light has come into the world and it keeps on going and 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 the the idea that i'm trying to get out here is that Jesus, because these are the words of Jesus, always pointed to God. So I fell in love with Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. But I've had to grow and realize Jesus is really pointing us to God. I do believe that Jesus is God in, in the flesh. I do believe in the Trinity, the three in one. He's every much God in the flesh is God in heaven. But at the end of the day, the flesh part of Jesus, the God, Emmanuel, a God with us, always pointed to the father he did it to his real, real disciples quick. can you can you unpack that a little bit more so when you, so when you say like the church has been built on the fact that Jesus died for us so if, so the way you say yes Jesus died for me i thank you for forgiving my sins but when you put that but in there it seems like you're saying the rest of that flippantly so because so I, I'm that a little bit more because some people I think in my my observation some people are very comfortable praying to Jesus and less comfortable praying to God now is there a difference I, there is from the idea that in Scripture there there is the role of father son and if we and i think and again this is what i've seen in 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 current culture over the past several decades father figures have not always been the best so it's easier to to pray thank you jesus and less easier to to teach people and help them understand no but remember it's all about god the father and if you have negative father relationships, that's a harder turn. 
So who's Jesus? Jesus is the savior, savior of my soul, but Jesus points me to the Father, the creator of all things. Father, as Jesus said, how should you pray? Pray like this, our Father, so you don't who are in heaven. So you don't have a problem. We, so we understand the Trinity, like three in one. We're, we're not acting like we can understand that fully. But in our understanding, we're, we're focusing on the three part right now. And you're saying it's okay to focus on the Father because the Son focused on the Father. Jesus always pointed to God. And so what is and so if that's who Jesus is to you, the 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 person who's revealing the Father to you. Oh, that's good. How has he how how has he revealed the Father to you? Well, when I unfold scripture it becomes clear that Jesus' teachings was pointing to, to God, the creator of all things. Now, now I know there's people who are going to try to pull this apart and off at all different directions and not understand the, the, the basic concept here. Yes, the three-in-one existed in the garden. Yes, in the garden, uh, it says that, that we, which is implication, uh, theologians imply the we in Genesis is the Trinity. Uh, yes, the Trinity has always been there. Yes, um, from the beginning, Jesus has always been there, always will be. That's why it says in John, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, the Word was with God, um, and it's the whole idea. Yeah, I understand all that. But but I challenged some people once in a in a classroom, and I really stirred up some conversation intentionally. I just wrote on the board at the beginning of the class. I didn't say a word. I just walked in and I wrote on the board. What if it's not all about Jesus? And then I sat down, and people stared at me with weird faces. And finally, they began to ask me some questions when they realized I wanted them to do some thinking, not me prompting them, other than what I wrote on the board. And, and what came out, and rightfully so, well, it is all about Jesus. Without Jesus, we would be condemned. Without Jesus, we wouldn't have, have the, here's the next step, without Jesus, we wouldn't have the bridge to God. Oh, so it is all about Jesus, but it isn't. Jesus pointed to God the Father. It wasn't like, here I am on earth, now worship me, and everything's cool because you're worshiping this flesh figure known as Jesus. That's dangerous to say. It is. But we do worship Jesus as our king. But we can never lose sight that he always pointed to God the Father. The, the, the confusing, hard, difficult um, part about the Trinity is it's, the, it's all the same God, but with very distinctly different described attributes. God the Father. What does that mean as Father? God the Son, Jesus, the Savior of the world. What does that mean? Emmanuel, the flesh, God came in, the, in flesh, the incarnation of God, God the Holy Spirit. What does that mean? The counselor who speaks to our soul, who dwells within us. And, and yes, it's the three in one, but they also have three distinctive um, 
um, reasons to be in our life, three distinctive, almost job titles, kind of. And all I'm saying is that as I love Jesus and he's king and he's Lord and he's master and he's savior and he will always be those things, he always said, and I'm just I'm just paraphrasing, he always says, but don't forget about dad. It's all about dad. So can Jesus be anything other than a bridge? Sure, he's savior. I mean, hold on, meaning? He's king. Meaning, meaning when he's savior and king and master. Is well, that is that how he is the bridge? Well, it also says he's our advocate. That sounds like that's to me. That sounds like another bridge. So, well, no, to me, he's he's our defender. In other words, it, you, now we now we go to what we know what we know as our current judicial system, but it, but it works. You, you got God. It, Jesus is very clear that he's not the judge. God's the judge, and judgment day isn't here yet. And and God does the final judging. Wait, wait. But when it comes to that, He's the advocate. He's the one that stands up to the judge and says, "When when we're con- when the defender, or, or excuse me, the prosecutor against us, the one who's 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 trying to to reveal our sin to cause our eternal death, we know as the devil or Satan, when he stands up and he lays out his case of all the things." that are bad about Jim Nar why he doesn't deserve to be in heaven because he's violated everything about God. And then my advocate, my personal attorney, Jesus, stands up and says, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, God, this one's covered by me. I, I, I've got this one covered. He's covered because of what I did on the cross. And all I'm saying is that ultimately on Judgment Day, God does the judging. Jesus Jesus does the shielding. Jesus does the whole, no, it, it, his sin's been paid for. It, it, his wrongdoings are no longer on the books. So to me, that sounds like a bridge. Sure. It's something in the middle. He Okay, if you, but, but yeah, but. So I, can he, so is he, if his main thing was always pointing to the father and yes. him dying was to get us back to the father. Yes. Can he be anything? So can he be other, uh, anything other than a bridge? The reason I'm asking that question is because when I'm answering the question, who is Jesus to me? And then I look at like my answers would be the names of God. So could it be that what I am experiencing is actually the father because of what the son has already done? Does that make sense? Yes, but what if it's both? That's what we don't like. If we're going to be honest, that's what we struggle with is the both. We want it one or the other. We don't like having both. All I'm saying is that that Jesus is God, but don't forget God. Don't forget that there is a creator of the of the of the universe who who loves me so much that he would send his son to keep me. Uh, thank you, Jesus, for doing that. Only now, only God could do that. Only God would have the power to be in a human body and live perfect and endure the cross. No human being on the planet Earth ever has or ever will be able 
to come here in flesh form, live a perfect life in the eyes of God, and endure the agony of an excruciating execution and torture. Only God had the ability in the body of a human being to be able to be on the cross and, and, and endure such pains. But he is Jesus, Jesus, the man Jesus, but he's our Savior. And, and, all, I'm, and, and all I'm saying is that, that at the end of the day, it's God, it's God, it's God. And Jesus is my Lord and my Savior and my King. Uh, Jesus is, is, is the... He, he, he is my my vine he's he is the Emmanuel um he he is he is he's the friend of sinners um he, you know like I said the gift of God he is that great shepherd he's my guide he is my high priest but but I cannot forget I am is God in the Old Testament he, Jehovah is God I, I can't I can't forget that 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 my faith includes um, um, th- that God created it all. God is almighty. Um, I can't leave out the God concept, that they're two distinctly different um, forms when it comes to the Trinity, and yet, yes, they're the same. And I guess what I'm trying to get to is that is, is that Jesus pointed to God all the time. Even in the garden, his prayer revealed that. When he said, is there another way, God? Is there another way other than me going through this execution that's going to be torture and terror? And, and, and then if not, not my will, God, but your will. I'm kind of stumped. I'm trying to. So, but there, there has to be, if Jesus is pointing to the father, there has to be something that the father has that Jesus doesn't. So let's talk about some of these names. All right. Advocate. Who's that represent? That's Jesus. Okay. Very good. I mentioned he's my advocate before the judge. How about almighty? I would say God. Okay. How about the alpha? God. And? The Omega. No, Alpha meaning? First. All three, to me, the Trinity falls there easily. He's the Amen. I feel like that's Jesus. Angel of the Lord. I don't know about that one. Okay. How about the Anointed One? Jesus. The Apostle? Jesus. Author, perfecter of our faith? God. The Beginning? God and Jesus and Holy Spirit. Bishop of Souls. I've never heard that. Okay, that's Bishop a first, of Souls. Hmm, first Peter. Yep. Never heard that. Yep. Um, let me see if I can find that. First Peter. Uh, first Peter. Um, first Peter two. Let's see. First Peter two. First Peter. Bear with me, as we're paging now. Ooh, that's a cool concept. First Peter two. So was that a shot at me because I'm typing? Maybe. Uh. Where is it? Um, so the NIV puts it this way, 1 Peter 2.25, shepherd and overseer of your souls, which overseer, okay. it can be parallel to bishop. I got you. That's 1 Peter huh. 2.25. Oh, hmm, hmm. Okay, which, now which one is that? That 
I feel like that would be Jesus. Okay, he says, because that's right, because the verse says, for you are like sheep going astray, and now you have a redeemer to the shepherd and overseer. Okay, very good. So we'll, um, he's the branch. That's. Mm, I thought he was the vine. No, he's also called the branch in Zechariah in the prophecy. So that would obviously be Jesus. Okay, bride of life. Jesus. Bridegroom. Jesus. Carpenter. Jesus. Chief shepherd. Chief shepherd? Chief shepherd. Yeah, actually. He's a shepherd, and then there's a chief shepherd. He's actually the chief shepherd. Um, Current pastors really are the under shepherds. Okay, so, all right. Yeah. He's the Christ. How about comforter? That's the Holy Spirit. Okay. Uh, Consolation of Israel. I don't know. God. That's Jesus. Cornerstone. Jesus. The day spring. Jesus. Hmm. That one, I think, is in Luke. Want to look that one up? Luke 1. Because of the tender mercy of our God by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven. I know, you're trying to type it, and I'm just going through there in the pages. All right, what verse is that? I know, I got my book open, and you got your computer open. What verse is that? What verse is that? Uh, 178. Why did why did Luke write so much? Yeah, he he, he did. was long winded. He's our day star. Star. You said seventy eight. Yeah, Luke one seventy eight. Because of the tender mercy, <coughs> excuse me, because of the tender mercy of our God, by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven. He he's our deliverer. Excuse my coughing and my sniffling. Desires of nations. AC at work. Emmanuel. That's ah. obviously that's God in, in the flesh. That's Jesus. And he's so, the hold end. On, hold, on, what? hold on, hold on, hold on. I that's, know it's so tricky, e- isn't it? Emmanuel. Yeah, that is God with us. So Emmanuel in the Old Testament and Messiah in the New Testament. So Emmanuel is Jesus' name. Emmanuel, and because he is God. Emmanuel, his name is called Emmanuel. So God, you don't know that song. You know, I know none of the songs that you Man, sing. That's a good song. Um, so he, how does so how did how do these words? I mean these these words. How do these names play out in our life? That's what you got to work out. Let's, we're only in the E's. You got the N, the Everlasting there's, Father. I'm pretty sure there's Faithful over and true witness, first fruits, foundation, the fountain, the friend of sinners, the gate of the sheep, gift of God, God himself, glory of God, the good shepherd, governor. He's the great shepherd and our guide. He's the head of the church, the high priest, the holy one of Israel, horn of salvation. So, he's the I am. He's Jehovah. He's Jesus. He's king of Israel and king of kings. He's the lamb of God. He's the last Adam. He's life. He's light of the world, lion of the tribe of Judah, Lord of lords, master, mediator, Messiah, mighty God, morning star, Nazarene, Omega, Passover lamb, physician, potentate, priest, prince of peace, prophet, prophet propitiation, purifier, rabbi, ransom, redeemer, refiner, refuge. 
refuge. I like that. Our hiding place. Resur- our hiding place. People need to grasp how good that is. Our hiding place. I could hang out there. We'll come back. Mark, Mark refuge. Let's come back. He's our resurrection, our righteousness, our rock, the root of David, Rose of Sharon, ruler of God's creation, sacrifice, savior, second Adam, seed of Abraham, seed of David, seed of the woman. He's, he's servant shepherd. He's son of David, son of God, son of man, son of Mary, son of the most high stone, son of righteousness, teacher, truth, way, wonderful counselor, word, and vine. Refuge. Jesus is my refuge. I hide in him. I hide in him. Think about that. In my mess, I can hide there. Hold on. Before we get on that, I want to go back to how you first started answering the question of who is Jesus. Yeah. And you said, yeah, he saved me. But you're saying, in that you're saying there's so much more to it. And that him saving us and forgiving us was just like him opening the door. To so, so many aspects. So including you, pointing to God. Real quick. So would you say that we are missing out? I remember a dean at WLC during one of our classes, she said too often Christians get stuck at the cross. Meaning there's so much more of life after yeah. the cross. Yeah. And so so would you say our life is our life as Christians should be more about learning who God is in all of his names. And now we pick it back off from our last episode, communicating with God. When we learn all the names of God, he speaks to us and we begin to lean Oh, you're that for me in this time. Oh, you're that for me in this time. Oh, you're and it's God speaking to us and comforting us and helping us and guiding us. And and like I said, it's so easy to to have these nice little cute Bible verses and we know them and we memorize them. But in our time of crisis or time of need, we forget that's when we we're supposed to actually lean on them. So I mean, he's El Shaddai. He's he's Elohim. He, uh, you know, he's 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 uh, Jehovah. He's Jehovah Jireh. He's El El Elyon. Um, just the names go on and on of who he is. So, so now, and when you get into those, wait, and when you get into those 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 um, uh, those words, um, or excuse me, when you get into those names of God that now. Um, that now um, um, our words you might not understand, like, what's El Shaddai? Well, good, look it up. He's Lord God Almighty. What, what's Adonai? Well, that's Lord and Master. You got to want to, what's Jehovah Jireh? Well, he, he's my, the Lord provides. Who's, who's Jehovah Shalom? Well, he's the Lord of peace. Well, who's Jehovah uh, Sabbath? He's the Lord of hosts. And in and, 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 and Elohim, well, that's just God, period. Who's Jehovah Rapha? Well, he's the Lord that heals. And you start. Stop right there. Stop right there. The Lord, our healer. Because now I'm waiting for you to get there. <laughs> oh, you were waiting for... I've seen the my, names go on and on. Because now my question is... Yeah, how does he heal when we don't feel healed? Exactly. Bingo, I read your mind. Or is it because I deal with the same issue? No, no. Did I'm I read just, your no. mind or did I, I, as a human no. being, deal with the same issue? No. Yes, you read my mind partly. But the reason I... Because focused, I've been there. The reason I focused on that is, what do you say to the person who is dealing with a sickness 
and we say, oh, no, we say God is who he is and God is like his names describe what he does. Like, this is what I do. Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, your healer. Like, I am the one that heals you. What do we say? And the the one who don't that. So but there's no name that says I am the one who doesn't heal you. You don't need to. He's the one who heals. He chooses. And that's the hardest part uh, about who he is, who he chooses to do something for and who he chooses not to. And we don't understand the reasons why one way or the other. And it is hard. So when you say, what do you say to someone? Well, ultimately, he restores my soul. There's no greater I'll, healing than my this. my, and then from that, from that, and, and this is hard, and and this is something I hope I don't have to walk out in in ten minutes, but but he restores my soul. After that, anything in the flesh is is really just is just kind of sometimes self desire. Meaning, I, I want my body pain gone. I want my anxiety gone. I want my fears gone. I want my internal torments gone. Uh, every human being does. But ultimately, I got to start with he restores my soul. That's the whole complete healing. And when he looked at and when he spoke to Paul and said, my grace is sufficient. I'm not taking that thing out of that thing that pains you away from you. He was he was reminding Paul at the end of the day, what's most important is your whole with me in eternity. And that's, we don't like that. We just don't like it. We want perfect health. We want perfect finances. We want perfect relationships. We want a a perfect community to live in. We want a car that never breaks down. We want clothes that are always cool. We don't want to, we don't want to gain weight when we eat too much. We, we, we don't want working out the gym to be so painful, and, but none of those were promised by God. Hold none on, so, of those. So, so I, am, I am probably known or will be known for being a judge of how we do church. And I, I may need to work on that. But that's but, not always bad. No, so this is what I'm saying. How can, so I'm going to flip it a bit. I'm going to I'm I also understand why the church has done what it's done. If if the Bible says that Jesus is my healer, I can understand why we want to be healed. Why we want our physical sicknesses to be gone because the Bible also says uh uh he uh like his stripes, like he what is it? He took our stripes. He took the stripes. What? What is that verse? Like our stripes for our healing. Yeah. Yeah. So, part of part of him getting hit with the whips. We say that those stripes were for our healing. But what healing? If you don't start and with who my, you are, real quick. And, and this is my question. This is the issue. Sometimes I always have. It seems like sometimes God always has the trump card. Yeah. Meaning, meaning we don't like that. Meaning it's. I can easily. Is it. Is it healing for me to get healed, like for me to have cancer and not have it anymore? Is that being healed? Sure. If and so if he says I am your healer. I don't see I, I don't think there's a problem with 
you going to God for healing and then having an issue when he doesn't heal you well of cancer. And then, so for me, trump card, to me, I always go to spades. It's like, it's like you got an ace. You play the ace the first go, the first time, and somebody already throws out a, a trump card of a spade. And it's like, no, the ace that I have is the fact that you say you're a healer. And if I have cancer, and the definition of healing is me not having cancer anymore, I put that ace out and I believe for healing. But then God has the trump card of, eh, I was really talking about your soul. Well, well, I understand your analogy, and it's pretty cool. Maybe I'll use that in a sermon sometime in the future and try to give you credit. But if not, I'll just say I don't remember who, and then you can say it was you. Is that because spades is a black people thing? No, I wasn't thinking about that either. Okay. But it's okay. it's it's not. But it is. No, it's not. It kind of is. My my it my is. my it grandfather is. was like a if card. You go, if you go to the if you go to the cookout. No, my like grandfather played cards. I understand that, but there's and, a different level of spades in cookout. And my grandfather, uh, who was a card player, and I grew up playing euchre on his knee. And if you know anything about euchre, well, the highest trump card in all of euchre are are your are your um, when spades are trump or well, any anything is trump. But basically, the jacks, not the ace. The jacks are the are the trump cards, right and left bower. So, anyways, anyway. all all that. If you know euchre, you know what I'm talking about. All that to say. He he would always say, "Call a spade a spade." In other words, if you got if you got a certain card in your hand, just that's the card in your hand. Call a spade quick, a spade. Real quick, just where my brain went. You said the game is called a euchre. Euchre is that a play on words from the Eucharist? No. Okay. All right. Never mind. I no. thought there was something in. No. 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 Good try. So, anyways, does does God have the trump card? Yes, but I don't think in an invictive I win way. When you bring bring the card analogy in, that's it's it's who wins, and when you go from the card analogy, it's like ah God, I win. You got to heal me. But God might be saying, I, I I have the ability to heal you instantaneously, but that's not the plan. There's a greater plan. Well, then if you're my healer, yeah, I have already restored your soul unto righteousness for my namesake. You will be with me in eternity. And but that's God, just, I want my quick, body healed. Quick, and God's like, just... but that's not the plan. I have a different plan for your life. Just like Jesus, God told Jesus, and I'm just filling in the gaps of Gethsemane. So yes, this is not the written word. It's a an inference of what you get in Gethsemane, as 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 God saying, no, Jesus, um, you do have to be beaten. You do have to be tortured. I'm sorry, Jesus. I know it's hard right now, but we kind of talked about this when I sent you down there and, and you, you hang in there, you can do this, but yeah, it's going to be painful and, and it, you're going to feel like it's not going to end, but hang in there, Jesus. Cause that remember this, this is for all humanity. And, 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 and it, it I almost got to believe that, that it was that intensive a conversation back and forth. And, and sometimes, okay, God is our healer. And sometimes it's physically healed, and I still believe in miraculous healing today. I still believe in calling for the elders of a church and anointing people with oil for healing. I still believe that God heals through prayer. I believe all of that, but not just because we say so. And it just hit me. When, 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 when you said it's not God saying, 
Like, it's not him throwing down the Trump card and saying, hey, I win, you lose. Like, even when he throws that Trump card down, we still win. And it's just... But we win in two ways. You got the first way. How do we win in the second way? What do you mean? Well, you're saying we win because, yeah, our soul our soul is restored to righteousness and we are going to spend eternity with him. But how do we win? When I say we win in two ways, we also win because God, whether we're listening or not, God is saying, this is part of my plan. You're my agent, and I need you to walk through this for a reason you might not understand. So we win twice because now we, we if we can, and it's not easy, but now if we can embrace the difficult thing I'm going through is going to be a help for someone else. I win. I get to be him, his ambassador. I win. He chooses to use me in his story. I win. He hasn't rejected me in the big picture. But we struggle embracing that thought because we just want it comfortable on earth. I'm no I'm no I'm no different than everybody else on that. Is it possible to go beyond to go beyond that? Like is it possible for us to get rid of us wanting to be comfortable? Is that something we can aspire to be? Uh, I think it's something you aspire to be, but I think it's a battle that we take on the entire journey of life and I think it'll always creep up and we always have to be aware that it does. Reminds me of the old song. Don't worry. I'll be happy. You know that song? I thought you were going to sing a hymn. No. I do know that one. Yeah, don't worry. Just be happy. Well, sometimes, (laughs) sometimes in the worst of situations, we just got to, we just, we just got to just rest in God. It, It reminds me at this moment, it reminds me of a true story. There was a guy, and I, I have permission to tell the story, and I've told it before um, in different uh, in different envi- venues. There's this guy. His name was Floyd. He was an older guy, and he was very, very, he got very, very sick and was taken to the ICU, and they expected him to die. Um, so eminent was his death that he had a son who was incarcerated locally where he was in the hospital. So eminent was his death that they went and got his son from the place of incarceration, brought him to the hospital in handcuffs so that he could say goodbye to his father. And, and, and I remember very clearly when I went to visit Floyd, and it was right after his son had been uh, brought in, escorted in and taken back. Um, by the way, side note, his son when he got out, actually gave his life to God and, and, and accepted Jesus as a Savior and lived the rest of his life as a Christian, and then he died unexpectedly at a young age. But um, but anyways, go back to Floyd. I went into Floyd's room, and the family members were in there in his ICU, and he took my hand, and he was having difficulty. He was riddled with cancer. And I said, and I, I did something that I think sometimes we need to do. I says, Floyd, I need to pray for you, but I want to pray what for you what you want. He knew what I meant because the doctors had said he was going to die. 
I says, I need to pray for you what you want, Floyd. I says, I believe God can do miraculous things anytime. Um, but I want to pray right now for what you want. And he looked at me, uh, and I was his pastor at the time, and, and he looked at me, and with great sincerity, he says, he says, I know I'm going to die, but I would just like a little more time to be able to say goodbye to my family. And I says, okay, that's what we'll pray. So I prayed uh, a, a prayer along those lines. God, give, give Floyd just a little bit of time to, to, to say goodbye to his family and enjoy his family, and uh, we just leave it in your hands. Now, he was already supposed to die in ICU. That's why they brought his son to him, who was incarcerated, to say goodbye. The man had an upswing in his health, was released from ICU, was sent home. Yes, this is true. I can give you the people who, who can who can validate it for me as you're looking at me strangely. Was sent home where he lived for one month in the home and the of in that time period the first two and a half weeks probably he he felt good um he ate he had family come in and out and and they talked and they had time together and then the last probably week and a half is when he declined and he died at home in hospice that's pretty cool so god was his healer and god was his healer That's pretty cool. You you looked a little just befuddled over that story. That's a true story, Troy. For me, I would. I don't want to take away from that story. To me, is. I'm thinking, what would have gone through his mind, like, when he got better, for like when his levels went went back up. Did he still know that he was going to die? Yes, and he talked about that, and okay. he was comfortable with it. Okay, all right, that's where I was going. Yeah, for me, I no. think I think a lot of people he was that riddled was story. He was riddled with cancer, and they knew they it was inoperable, and they couldn't do anything about it. And his time was ticking. He was supposed to have died in ICU before he was he got yes. let him go home and have some yes. refreshing so I'm time. Just, I'm just saying, in our because we know God can do anything. We say, I mean, doc, like God is the ultimate physician. So no matter what the doctors say, God can do anything. And so in anything. That, so for me, in in him having faith, it, it, he could have gone to the place of, oh, man, God has really healed me. Oh. And then three weeks later, oh, God, you really didn't heal me. Oh, you want to talk about faith versus non-faith, and it only comes from God? Another absolute true story in my life, hands down, absolute true story I'm about to give you. I have a cousin named Ernie. I'm not going to say the last names because I just think it's respectful, but uh, my family will know who this person is. I have a cousin named Ernie. Several years ago, my cousin Ernie... um, he actually had a heart attack, was taken to the hospital, and they declared him dead. Had him on a gurney with a sheet over his head. Now, now Cousin Ernie was not a, a follower of Jesus, didn't go to church, was not a believer. So I don't think faith comes in play on this one. So he's, phone calls were made, including to his mother, my aunt, that Cousin Ernie 
succumbed to the heart attack and died. I got a phone call. It was in the middle of the night. I got the phone call when I woke up because they left a message for me, and I called back only to hear, um, no, he didn't die. What? No, he's in IC, He's back in ICU. I said, wait a minute. I got a phone call that my cousin Ernie died. Yeah, that's correct. True story. They covered him with a sheet. They went about their business. They got ready to take, literally had been on the gurney unattended, declared dead for a significant period of time. My understanding was it was about 45 minutes to an hour is what I was told. Just my, so they were doing their paperwork, you know, disconnecting everything, whatever it took. And the, the, the nurse come to wheel his, his hospital gurney to the morgue. And apparently she saw some like strange flicker of his pinky finger and took his pulse. And there was a very faint, faint pulse. And everyone came storming back and did what they had to do. And my cousin Ernie actually went through ICU, went through a couple years of rehab and and it is still alive today. And I remember talking to him once, and I, all I remember him saying, um, it wasn't a big conversation, but all I remember him saying was, um, hey, look, it's not like I went to heaven and remembered anything. I don't remember anything. I just know that I woke up. Uh, so, you know, I don't have anything profound or miraculous to, to talk about. So it's not like it was God or anything. I'm like, okay, I'll just leave it alone. Well, several years later, as um, as I see different communication with him, he actually thanks God for things, declares God's goodness for things. That's pretty cool. Which is something that didn't happen before that. I didn't go to heaven or nothing. It's not God or anything. That's a true story, Troy. So, So by faith... Yeah, so where did faith come from? It wasn't from Ernie, was it? No, by faith, which was originated by God, who took a, a dead man and, and had him. I mean, phone calls were made. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I, I he doesn't go to church, but I know he has a new level of faith just as I... I uh, just as I, uh, he communicates now in different ways, and I think that f- that level of faith, in my opinion, is growing. Um, yeah, that's pretty cool. The, the, the author of the faith was God. <laughs> now God gets to be the finisher of the faith. That's a true story, Troy. Same with Floyd. So, so God was the healer, and no one prayed for him to get healed. We all were praying how to get through the funeral. And I don't know how long we've been going. This thing has beats. It doesn't tell me how long we have been recording. So how this is going to be an impossible question. But sum up who God is to you in a word. That's easy. Really? Yes. 
for me. Hold on. So after everything, we just named, you just went, and I let you go, but you, for like a solid two minutes probably, you just listed the names of God. And not all of them. Right. So for a solid two minutes, without explanation, I think you went into a little bit of one of them. So without explanation of any of them, for two minutes, you were just rattling off God's names. And when I say sum up who God is to you in one word, it's easy for you. Yes. Okay. He is my everything. Oh, no. Yes. No. It's that easy. No, that's a cop out. No, as soon as you said it, he's my everything. How can you use any other word? He is my everything. Every single thing that I deal with, every single thing I go through, every problem, every solution, every good, every Christian jargon. He is my everything. That's such Christian jargon. That's the problem. It shouldn't be Christian jargon. (laughs) He is my everything. I am joking. (coughs) I am joking. I understand what he's saying. And that's why when you go through the list, it's like, man, there's not anything in here that isn't me. He's all, he's my everything. When life sucks, he's my everything. When I win the multi-billion lottery, he's my everything. And I will take the money and give part of it to the <laughs> church, but he'll be part my everything. It, not all of it. I'll give a good I'll give more than 10% because I'll still be a millionaire. I, I used to I used to pray that all the time. You know, dollar in a dream. Yes, I will go buy a dollar lottery ticket from time to time. I don't think it's a sin. If I if you think it's a sin, then don't buy uh don't pay a dollar to throw darts at a carnival because it's the same thing. You're still gonna get a rinky dinky toy you throw away. So I, I get still think I still think stocks is gambling, but <laughs> so so all so so all that to say, yes, I'm not afraid to admit that I have prayed, oh Lord, if I win uh, if I win $10 million I, I, and a tithe is a million, I'll give at least $2 because I'll still have $8 million left, and I'll still be able to help my family. So, Lord, if it be your will, I just want the church to get $2 million. Well, <laughs> really? <laughs> it sounds like a really good prayer, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, I'll give the church $3 million out of my $10 million. How's that? And I don't think you can have a story to top that of God being your everything. I don't think I don't think you can have a pony Good, story. then let's just close out and look forward to whatever this whimsical episode 10 is going to be like as we finish our first season. Uh, so thank you for listening. Um, we're crazy. But but we have fun. We do have fun. Um, and hopefully you have had fun. Hopefully we just provoke thought. Yeah. Everything we say, whether it's me or Troy, isn't supposed to convince you to be different. I, I, and some of what we say, you might completely reject and think, man, they're a bunch of lunatics and heretics. And and that's okay, too. But at the end of the day, I, I hope that we provoke thought that you got to go, hmm. And you may wonder why sometimes we just fl- like end the conversation. There's like no transition to an end. It's just... Okay, what's the story? That's because we want you to continue the conversation. We're not trying to give you answers for you to figure it out. Because you're next. Because you're next. And we we still have to figure it out. We have to still figure out all of this for ourselves. 
And we just can't give you a flat out answer. There's no formula to life. Because the churchy answer that he will mock me over is it's up to each person to work out their own salvation with fear and trembling. And as much as I hate Christian jargon, there is a lot of truth in that jargon. Um, but again, thank you for listening. Next week will be something fun. I have no idea what he means by whimsical. So I am nervous. Um, so thanks for listening. See you guys next week.